0: We're starting a six-week series on faith and we're using this recently uh, republished book of Ernest Holmes called Think Your Troubles Away for Inspiration. It's a book that's been out of print for a while, uh, but I think you'll find it uh, uh, not only inspirational, but one of those kind of can-do sort of books, which I appreciate. It it involves both the practical and the spiritual. But if we're going to talk about thinking our troubles away, of course, that means an element of faith, because in order to think our troubles away, we have to have some belief in our own thoughts, our own ability of the troubles to go away. And so uh, we're starting with faith today, and uh, I w- wanted specifically to start uh, with the promise of this book. So here in theory, and, and you can hold me to this at the end of six weeks, check in, and we'll see, we'll see if we manage to do this. The material in this volume can show you the way to relate yourself to the great spiritual power of the universe. In this way, you can come to experience more of the peace, the perfection, the good, the beauty, the power, and the joy which reside at the center of that divine creative force. You have problems just like everybody else. Of course you do. But the solving of these troubles is a matter of the way that you think. Wrong thinking created them, and right thinking can resolve them. So let's talk about faith. And and of course, uh, I managed to find a joke about faith, so uh, we'll, we'll try that on for size first. So a nun is making the rounds for some pastoral care calls when she runs out of gas. Now as luck would have it, she's only a couple blocks from the gas station, so she walks to the station and asks to borrow a gas can and enough gas so that she can... Get the car to the station for a fill-up. Unfortunately, the attendant tells her they don't have a gas can, but if she's willing to wait until the end of his shift, he'd be glad to follow her back to the car and push the car into the station. Well, this is a busy nun. She has many appointments to make, so she decides not to wait. She rummages through the, the trash bin at the gas station and finds an empty quart beer bottle. Always is resourceful. She rinses it out, fills it with gasoline, and carries it back to the car. So she's tipping up the beer bottle, pouring the gas into the gas tank of her car. When two men happen to walk by, she starts the car, she drives off, and one of the men turns to the other one and says, now that's real faith. (laughs) What is faith? Webster has a couple different definitions of it. One of them is one that you would typically hear in a church, and that is a strong belief in God or in the specific doctrines of a certain religion. The second definition of faith, however, I think is one that we would agree is at work in our lives all the time, whether we're in church or not, whether we're strong believers in God or not, and that is complete trust or confidence in something or someone. And from that perspective, don't we all have faith? We believe that the sun's going to rise. We believe in our own capabilities uh, in doing what we do. We believe in the love that we receive from our families and friends. We, we have a lot of things that we absolutely have faith in. And I took the uh, task to me uh, of trying to think of if I was to categorize the different avenues of faith in my life, what would be the major ones? Well, certainly God. And when I say God, not only just that, um, what we might think of as the personal nature of God, that all-knowingness and all-lovingness, but, but also the spiritual principles that come along with God. I mean, we know that we can trust the law of cause and effect. We know that we can trust the uh, law of attraction and some of the other spiritual principles and laws that we teach about teacher on Sunday. They're always working. They always work for everyone. They don't always work the way we want them to work, but it's our use of the law and not the law itself that can cause the problems. The next thing, of course, that we have faith in, hopefully, is ourselves, you know, we've been on the planet for some time. We know our capabilities. We know that we're, we're loving. We know our strengths and even our weaknesses, but we know them. We, we trust our capabilities. We know those areas that we will excel at, and we even have a pretty good idea of those areas that, that we might need a little help in. But that, in a way, is also a measure of trust, right? I trust that I'm good at this list of things, and sadly, I kind of trust that I may be not so good at a few things over here. Um, The next thing I would say that we trust, and again, I'm thinking of kind of from the center out, right? God in the center of me and then myself, my personal trust. And then next, who do we trust or what do we trust? It tends to be our family. It tends to be the people that we love. It's that circle of people around us that we have cultivated friendships and love over the years. And by and large, we trust them. Now again, in the same way that we, we may not trust ourselves to be perfect at certain things, of course we have a familiarity with our friends and our families and there may be areas where we trust more than others or avenues where someone we might think is trustworthy or not. But by and large, then, the, as we expand this circle of faith, we would include our, our friends and family in that. Next up... I would like to suggest that we have an amazing amount of faith in the world at large. Now, you all got here today, right? I know some of you in cars, some of you on buses, some of you on bicycles, a few of you may have walked. How did you get here safely? I bet, by and large, it was because you had faith in traffic regulations. Now, of all things, to spend our time building faith up but don't we we have a lot of faith that when four of us come up to a four-way stop that there's going to be an order here right and we're not all just going to go for it at once we we have faith that pretty much everybody's going to drive on the right hand side of our road and if we go to england we'll have faith that they'll drive on the left hand side of road but not very often does it go otherwise and we recognize that when it does go otherwise it's a disaster. We have faith in the, the traffic laws and the, in our automobiles, and that's how we got here today. And whether you rode the bus or a bicycle, a tremendous amount of faith in the way things are supposed to work is what allowed you to get here. What if all of us just decided, you know, to heck with all that. I know my car will go 90 miles an hour, and, uh, and I've reckoned it out on the map, and I should be able to get to, to church in seven minutes. Well, that would be fine if I was the only one on the road, right? But it is the faith we have in these rules that makes it so that we can all get here relatively safely on Sunday. And think where it goes from there. I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg in what we have faith in. We have faith that the, if you live in the city of Portland, that our water is going to be delivered. We have faith in the electricity that got the hairdryer going this morning. We have faith in so, so many many things that we've built up over the years right if you've ever visited um, other countries where maybe electricity isn't as dependable if you have visited other places in the world where um, water supplies and any number of things are a little more iffy that's when you begin to realize oh my gosh we take so many things for granted and on faith here in america that other places not so much So if those are the areas of faith, if faith in God and spiritual matters, faith in ourselves, faith in our loved ones, and faith in the world, if those are kind of the four areas of faith, I want to also suggest that we have a direction to our faith. Because is it not true that not only do we have faith that good things will happen, Do we not have a fair amount of faith that bad things are going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Have you ever known someone whose glass was simply half empty instead of half full? You know, I used to work for the telephone company and I I remember when I first got involved in New Thought, I began to realize as I would take my coffee break in the morning around 10 o'clock that it was a sea of negative faith in that break room. Do you know what I mean? what I mean especially on Monday morning? Everybody would spend at least Uh, half an hour in their 15-minute break talking about (laughs) every bad thing that happened on the weekend and planning for bad things to happen at work that day today, too. Do you know what I mean? It would be like, well, the the picnic went wrong and the car broke down and little Billy threw up because, you know, he was in the back of the car. And it would just be on and on an amazing morass of negativity. And I got to tell you, these people were building their faith they were building their faith in what that car trips will go bad that picnics always get rained on they were they were building their faith that relationships are tough and that that raising children is a nightmare they i mean i it was a long list of things and they were actively building their faith not in a good way but they were building their faith And I would like to suggest that whether your glass is half full or whether your glass is half empty, and myself included, we spend a fair amount of time every day building negative faith. And I wanted to even use an example that's been bugging me lately because I really thought that I had put aside a lot of the gossip, a lot of the negative thinking. I I mean, I really think I have made some progress in this area because I've, of course, known of this idea of negative prayer or negative faith for a long time. But you know, I was watching TV the other night, and, and some uh, talking about Congress came on. And you know what? I think I have been building a lot of negative faith for what's going on in Washington, you know, for 200 years, our, our Congress people have been doing an amazing job of sort of steering this country, of, uh, of taking some essential truths that we started with and, and really helping to guide us into the future with doing the right thing and enacting legislation that supports and defends and really doing a good job. And lately, lately, what I've noticed about myself is that I'm building a strong case that those people are useless. I've been well. I I'm just you know I I'm just laying it out there, and and you you may not believe what I believe, and and actually Sharon and I mentioned earlier today, Larry, you're not going to talk about politics and church, are are you? <laughs> and I guess I am going there, kind of, because. What I really believe was intended around uh, two houses of legislature and and multiple parties and things like that is a great idea would come along like universal health care, or a great idea would come along about immigration reform or whatever it might be and then a variety of voices would reason through it and we would come up with a plan that would be the highest and best for everybody. I guess I don't see that happening so much anymore. I see party lines and things like that stacking up against each other so that even if a great idea comes to the surface if you happen to be the poor republican or democrat that comes up with it immediately you have half of the houses in congress that are against you even if the idea is stellar even if we have elected some really smart people who could work through some of these issues and come up with dynamite solutions to some of the problems in the world and you know why this isn't working. Working, I will blame myself. I have been building all kinds of negative faith around this situation not working. I gotta stop. This is not healthy. I love America. I love this country. I love the principles it was founded on, the the freedoms that are guaranteed us, and the Bill of Rights. I still think this is the best place on earth to live. But if my faith is going to take me in a direction that I think it's poorly managed, if my faith gets me keeping to find more and more evidence, and and do you know how that works? Do you know how we build faith? We build faith by finding evidence that supports a belief. So let's say, say for instance, that... um, I have faith in Sharon as a public speaker, for instance. You know, I'm going to listen to some of the podcasts that she's done. Uh, I'm going to seek out evidence to support my faith and idea of Sharon as a dynamite speaker. And over time, both Sharon and I will respond to that in a way that she gets better and better and get better. And pretty soon, you know, it's like dynamite. But what if it went the other way? What if instead I actively was seeking out information that something's no good, that Congress isn't working, that Sharon wasn't a good speaker?
1: Because
0: I tell you, if you look hard enough, you will find evidence. And then you tell yourself, ah, I was right. Those fools in Washington aren't any good. And then you look for more evidence. And pretty soon, if anyone on the street asks you about your opinion on the matter, oh, then suddenly you're an expert on how bad it is because you have built faith around it. So my discussion of faith now, it's time to move into that question. Do I want good things to happen on this planet? Or do I want bad things to happen on this planet? And I'll even take it more personally. In my own personal life, do I want to seek out the joy and the love and the peace and the the hope and the sweetness and the goodness and the beauty and the perfection? Or do I want to see an increase of all of the things that I I really find sad and depressing and, and hurtful? I'm a positive person. So I'm telling you right now, I am going to stop my negative faith around Congress. I am going to be looking for the evidence that they are doing a good job. Now this may require me what? To not listen to the news cuz sadly right now sadly right now the media is is on this quest of seeking out everything that's wrong in Washington. But I also happen to know they pass an awful lot of bills that we don't even hear about. And I bet a lot of them are good. I bet a lot of people have put a lot of hard work into some of the legislature that is going on right now. And I may have a little bit of work ahead of me, but I'm going to seek out evidence that will show me that I'm choosing good people to go to Washington, that there is a purpose in it, and that, in fact, over time, they can get better and dramatically better. This is the evidence that I'm going to find for myself because this is the faith that I want to have in my country, in myself, in my friends, and in my family, and in God. I will also give you another tip. In addition to releasing some of the negative faith building in your life, another tip for turning things around is putting faith in things that are less mercurial. Do you know what I mean by that? If we put our faith in a lot of external events that tend to change a lot, the trouble is, they tend to change a lot. And if our faith is in a a certain thing happening or a certain person doing something for us, if we, we put our faith and our hopes and our trusts in something that's a little iffy because it's way outside of our control, we are going to be spending a lot of time on something that may not pan out. There is something in each person in this room that is unchanging. There is that spark of the divine in each person here. There is that microcosm of divine consciousness that is in each of us that is unchanging. There is something in you that has not changed since the moment of your birth. In fact, it... It is our human nature to sort of think that life starts at birth and, and, and ends you know, you know when we die. And even that is just such a human and strange perception. There is something in us that is eternal, that is eternally young, that's eternally beautiful, that is pure and good and happy. And when we focus on the knowledge that this can be the truth of us, when we put on our faith on God as providing in this way, that cannot change. And then if we lose a job that we had faith in, if we, we lose, a, a, you know, if, if some bill gets passed in Congress that we really had our hopes on, if that fails, if, if any number of things on the outside fail, if we lose our faith in maybe a loved one that's always been there for us and, and it turns out in a certain case they're not, If we have faith in ourselves, if we have faith in God, then we're not left alone. We're not just flapping out in the wind. And so my tip for having your lives go better is by putting more emphasis on spiritual faith and in faith in the, the spiritual nature of your own heart and your own mind. How many times... Have you been in a position where something has happened and you say to yourself, oh, shoot, I just knew that was going to happen. Why didn't I... You fill in the blank. What's happening here is you're not trusting your own inner voice. You're not trusting that there is a higher wisdom self right in your own heart, right in your own mind. You're not trusting that the divine... That God itself is working through you. And when you hear that still small voice that says, Oh, I don't think I should take that job. When you hear that, that sweet uh, inner voice that's telling you, Yes, this is someone I can really trust. This is God at work. This is your higher wisdom self. This is, and whether you call it intuition or, or whatever the word is you want to call it, this is something to have faith in. Do not ignore the divinity that is within you. It's here for a purpose. It is here to make your life smooth. It is here to get you closer to God. It is here to express more of itself. And ultimately, it is here to help you build faith. Because when you trust that still, small voice, when you trust your own abilities and awareness of what's right and good and beautiful in the world, when you begin building that faith, the rest of the planet... It can have its upsets, and you are rock solid. One more example before I close today. What do you think the success of the stock market is based on? (laughs) If, If you talk to any decent financial planner, they will tell you it's faith. Whether the stock market goes up or this, Let's say the stock market loses 30% of its value, which it it did about, I think, about 18 months ago, two years ago. Does that mean that of all of the companies out there whose stock is in the stock market, does it mean that they burned down 30% of their buildings? Does it mean that on that day they they laid off 30% of their employees or that business suddenly, the orders got cut by one-third? No. When the stock market does that, it is simply that we have lost some faith in that. No more than that, and no less than that. This is what the world does. It is crazy often just because of the whims of our mass consciousness. This is not to stake our life on. Our life needs faith. And when it is directed to a place that does not have such dramatic changes, like our faith in God, like our faith in spiritual principles, like our faith in ourself, in our own divine wisdom, then no matter what happens on the outside, we're safe. Then whether the stock market goes down by 30%, we can say, well, so what? I am abundant. When we lose a job, we can say, not that I've lost my source, but rather, no, I lost that job. I was looking for it last time around, too. Of course, I'm employable. Of course, I'm lovable. There is a job for me, and it's not my source anyway. My source is on high, and it is always present. These are the things that, if we have faith in them, will get us through anything on this planet. So i know we're going to enjoy this series on faith uh, and i would like to end today with the tiniest bit of homework for you um and this one might be a little touchy because it involves some introspection and i know some of us uh enjoy introspection others not so much but i think you well you know might as well tell the truth um but I think this one will be easy and very useful. My, it's simply a question that I would like you to work on this week. Are you building negative faith or are you building positive faith? And if so, and, and I'm guessing you're building both in one area of your life or another, is that what you wanna do? That's, that's just my question. Are you building faith and, and what is that faith? Are you building faith in things going wrong in the economy failing, in the infrastructure. Fa- I had a, a woman not too long ago that came up to me and said, Well, what, Larry, I never hear you talk about the end of days. And I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, could you be a little more specific? And she said, well, you know, I was reading Revelations and all the signs are here. You know, the, pretty soon the infrastructure will collapse. And, you know, and she, you know, she went down the list. And I said, that's only going to happen if we believe that's going to happen. And I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> so that's my question. That's the homework assignment. Are you building faith in something good? I'm going to close today with a final quote um, as the second chapter here in this book ends, and then we'll do a prayer. Here's what Ernest Holmes has to say about faith. He says, We can consciously generate faith and progressively demonstrate the supremacy of spiritual thought over any uh, material resistance. But not when we concentrate on the material resistance. We must overcome fear by the denial of its power. We must generate faith by the affirmation of what we wish to experience. We must have faith in faith itself. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe. It is this thing called life. And what I know about life is it is always in flux. It is the nature of life. That one thing is on top one minute and something else the next. But there is something unchanging. That thing is God. God is permanent. It's abundant. It's universal. It is infinite. And this God of which I speak is in and through and as me. And as it is true for me, it is true for each person in this room. Each person here, according to their faith, will receive the riches of the universe. In love, in light, in abundance, in sweetness, in peace, each person here will receive the abundance of the universe according to their faith. And so from this day forward, I know there's a an ever-present awareness in what we're building our faith on. Is it faith in what we wish to receive? Is it the faith in the divine presence of God working in and through us? Is it life and hope? Is it the sweetness and goodness of love? I accept that it is. For each person here, I simply know more love, more life... More an affirmation of the goodness that is to come. More an acceptance of the good that is already here. And I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the power and the presence of each person in this room. Each person here building faith. And so I just let it be. And so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for being here today.